This episode of the Filthy Podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. What's up, guys? This is the long-awaited second episode of the uncut, unedited, uncircumcised, filthy podcast. I just before we get started, I want to thank everyone for listening to the first episode. Everybody who liked it, shared it, sent me a message, a Snapchat, all the words of encouragement. I really appreciate. So, I mean, hey, we're just getting started, so who knows where this could go. But uh, since it was such a hit, I took a I mean, it's supposed to be six hours. It took me about four hours and 55 minutes, but I made the trek back to Buffalo, and I'm here in Buffalo with my best friend, Spencer Vischer, for episode two. What's going on, buddy? Hey, thanks for having me. I mean, I really appreciate you driving up here. I mean, that six-hour drive, you got up here in four hours and 50 minutes or so. I mean, God bless no traffic and no cops. (laughs) Absolutely, buddy. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm fucking... Let's rock out with another episode. Let's do it. All right. So let's see. First topic. All right. So I'm going to tell you this story real quick. This will be a nice segue into the topic. This week at work, I honestly thought I was dying. I was sitting at my desk and all of a sudden I, th- I yawned and I felt my whole right side of my face tighten up. I couldn't move. I'm like, fuck. Like, this is the time I'm going to have a fucking stroke. I'm going to stroke out at my desk buying nuts and bolts and, and that's it. And that's like a fear of mine. Like death is a fear of mine. I don't want to go like that. Yeah, man, that's that's scary. I mean, that immediately makes me think of like the McStroke episode of Family Guy where Peter ate too many cheeseburgers and just his whole face just went numb. I mean, if that if I was going to have a stroke, that would be the scenario for me. Yeah, Real especially proud. not working, though. You don't want to have a stroke while you're at fucking work. No. I mean, well, in some ways, maybe because you could say it was like the building or the stress that made you have the stroke and then you can get, you know, some uh, uh, disability or whatever they call it. I mean, that's... Yeah, not the worst. So I mean, since that's like that's a fear of mine. What what type of fears do you have? Whether they be rational or irrational? Because I'm going to talk about irrational fears, but let's talk <laughs> about real fears first. Like, what's some real fears you have in life? Uh, snakes. S- really? I don't like snakes. Um, I mean, most people say like spiders or something like that, but you can just just squash them with your <laughs> hands or paper towels. So, but definitely I, like creatures that are creatures, yeah, crawly and creepy. Wow, I would never, you would never strike me as a person that was afraid of stuff like that. That's more so shit that I'm afraid of. <laughs> I mean, what else? I mean, you're more of like afraid of diseases, aren't you? Yeah, like, like brain tumors and cancer. Just being a hypochondriac in general is what I do. So that just all comes hand in hand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really worry about stuff like that for the, for the most part. Which <laughs> which is probably why you live a lot less stressful life than I do because I'm constantly like... I just feel any pain and I'm like, all right, this is, you know, I, I'm like one of those WebMD um, diagnosers where I just look up the worst fucking possible thing and that's what I give myself. Well, you can't look up anything on WebMD and get like a positive <laughs> feedback from it. Like you're, you're, you could crack your knuckle inadvertently and look it up and it's, uh, 
a terminal illness. So I just don't go. I would be that one percent. You know, they're like, this is like a ninety nine point nine 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 percent chance. I'm like, oh yeah, that point zero 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 one. That's me. That's That's the fucking like I have. That's reserved for you. Absolutely. So. Wow, yeah, but I didn't. Yeah, that's my fear. Like, I you did not strike me as someone that's afraid of snakes and shit like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't like that stuff. I'm kind of afraid of the dark, like because there probably is a monster under Hello, my bed. Hello, darkness, shit like that. my old friend. <laughs> <laughs> is it plays on repeat in your head? Yeah, is it like the darkness just of not knowing what's around, or is the darkness like like a metaphor for loneliness? Um, well, that well, was that was deep. I'm, yeah, I wow. impressed myself. Are you a therapist? Can we <laughs> can we talk Dr. about Phil? Thank you for that. <laughs> I mean, you're not a doctor, but your name's Phil. <laughs> you're laughing because the audience is a bunch of hoes. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all a bunch of hoes. Catch me outside. How about that? But I think yeah. because like I leave the window open in my room a lot. And I uh-huh. hear the wind whistling, you know, throughout the, you know, just the trailer park ghosts that are out there. <laughs> and like the one time. The ghost was... of Mr. Leahy from Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> May he rest in peace. May he rest in peace. That's that's a sad topic. I don't even want to address. We won't. Well, speaking of Mr. Leahy, I, <laughs> I don't want to go with you. In Harrisburg, uh, Randy from Trailer Park Boys is mm-hmm. having a cheeseburger picnic. <laughs> a cheeseburger picnic? <laughs> All right. I mean, fuck it. <laughs> Let's go. But, yeah, no, so I leave the window open, and, like, the one time a cat got in my room, a stray cat, not, like, one of my cats. Like, like just came from through your window? Yeah. You don't have a screen on up. it? Not Well, there was one, but I popped it out because I liked the cold breeze coming in. Uh-huh. But and a cat got in your window? <laughs> it was just laying on my bed, so I just, like, shoot him out the window. I would have freaked the fuck out. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You just shoot him out. I would have fucking made Chinese food out of that motherfucker. I like cats, though. <laughs> Most of them. Most of them. <laughs> the, a funny thing is, I've had the same cat pretty much the whole time Spencer and I have been friends. And he came to Pennsylvania a couple of months ago and he was petting the cat. And he goes, I think this is the first time in 10 years I ever pet your cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen I've seen Miley just in passing at your house. But it was just that one night for the weirdest reason. She came up to me and let me pet her. And I honestly shed a couple of tears because I feel like <laughs> I've grown up with that cat. I feel like this is the last member of the family I haven't met yet. <laughs> So, obviously, darkness, death, snakes, those are all rational fears. People have those kind of fears. But yeah. on the opposite end of the spectrum, there's irrational fears. Like, things that you think about, and probably you're, like, one of the only people that goes through your fucking head. You know what I mean? So, do you have any fears like that where you're just like, I'm the only person that's afraid of this fucking happening? I don't. I feel like that's more <laughs> a you thing. Like I, Oof. Because, like, any fear... Like, I think you can put some probability into it. I don't know. Like, what what are you afraid of? That's I mean, well, one of my irrational fears for sure is, and I really, I mean, I've known this for a while, but like, it was very prevalent coming up here yesterday, is when you're driving and you're going underneath a bridge next to a tractor trailer, I'm always afraid it's not going to clear underneath the bridge. Like, the truck is going to get stuck. Mm. And I didn't really think about that until I heard the Bill Engvall joke where he's like, yeah, a truck got stuck under an overpass, and the officer goes, you get your truck stuck? And he goes, nope, I was delivering that overpass, and I ran out of gas. And then, I don't know why, but that joke invoked that fear into me that I was like, fuck, what if I'm driving next to a tractor trail and it just gets wedged underneath the bridge? Or it's right in front of me, you know what I mean? I mean, like, nothing probably would happen to you. I mean, I worked at a hospital not as uh, 
a physician or a doctor, but more of a, a bank teller. There happened to be a bank <laughs> in inside the, the, in hospital, the hospital, and it faced Front Street in downtown Harrisburg. And there was like one low hanging bridge. It's like I know which one you're talking about. Tall bridges are like eight feet or something, <laughs> four feet. I don't know, but like trucks would get stuck in the like at least you know once every couple of months, and it just causes havoc. <laughs> And on the opposite end of that spectrum, that's like, that's like a kind of like, eh, that's a normal kind of fear. Another fear I have is totally irrational, but it's kind of like, it's crazy to think about this because I don't know what put this thought in my head, but like, what if, and this is going to get a little dirty, but like, what if you're pleasuring yourself and you finish into a towel in the bathroom and then you hang that towel back up and your wife or girlfriend, or for those of you listening, your boyfriend or whatever, and you go in. I mean, it wouldn't work on a boy. That was dumb. Anyway, your I, wife or your girlfriend goes in, and <laughs> you you leave that towel. You don't say anything. She takes a shower, and then she dries her cooter with that towel. And your swimmers are still on there, and they somehow they they make their way up in there, and she gets pregnant. That's like kind of like like the Virgin Mary story kind of thing, just like in present day. That is how Jesus was born, isn't it? I mean, from would the that Virgin make, Mary. Would that make your child Jesus? I don't know. <laughs> You'd I don't, have to ask him. I don't. But that just makes. I mean, if like if that's the the correlation you're going to use, that makes it a little different. It makes it more or less of a fear. <laughs> but still, it's definitely it's terrifying to think about that. Like, you know, what if you're with someone that? What if you accidentally move in with someone you don't really want to be with, and that happens, and before they get the chance to leave and take everything that you have, it's they get pregnant by but your by your jerk off towel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's certainly possible. I mean, like you said, they don't call them swimmers for no reason. I mean, they're going to swim places. That's that's scary. That is scary. And I guess like an irrational fear back to the truck driving thing is like maybe for me being a truck driver. <laughs> because You have an irrational fear of being like if I didn't have this cushy bank job, I'd be driving a fucking 18-wheeler. I mean, let's be honest. I don't have a big skill set. I mean, I finished <laughs> high school. <laughs> but I mean, sitting in a truck all day. I'd be eating gas station sandwiches from sea to shining sea. But that's not far off from what you do now, though. (laughs) (laughs) It would just be even more, like, conduced into one little area. And, you know, I'd have my my baller snacks, like maybe some Lucky Charm marshmallows on (laughs) the side of my little door there in the truck. And I'd be peeing in pee jugs and just chucking them out the window. I mean, that's the way of the road. That... Honestly, though, I could see you as a truck driver. No offense, but like, if you, if you know, you one day you're like, buddy, I'm a, I'm a tractor trailer driver now. I'd be like, all right, I believe it. Okay, good for you. They make good money. They do. I mean, I could get you know a Napa Auto Store hat and get a six XL Dell Earnhardt Junior shirt. I mean, I would be a trucker. <laughs> Raise hell and praise Dale. You know, <laughs> like Drew Parker said. Absolutely. Shit. Yeah, but I mean, you got to do something. To, you got to do something to pay the bills. You know. Which Absolutely which do. leads into the next topic of you and I know this all too well. Debt. Oh, buddy, I have made poor financial decisions. I want you first to explain in your own mind why you think or or basically how you ended up in debt. I mean, it all started, I think, with the car. Like when you're mm. 16... Like, I got a Chrysler 300 and... The know. most beautiful car, though. I used to love rolling Ooh, around in that car. I feel like such a pimp. Like, 
to the point where we'd go to like White Castle and Bad Cities in Jersey and you'd be <laughs> afraid to come out that that car would be up on cinder blocks. It was a beautiful fucking car. Yeah, and I mean, I kind of tricked it out too. I mean, I had 22s on it and I'd put Bentley logos over the Chrysler <laughs> logo. I mean, it probably tricked a few people. They're like, wow, nice Bentley. And I'm like, yeah, thanks. I work in a group home. <laughs> but I think that's where it started because then you get a car payment, a few hundred dollars a month. And then, you know, when you that's a lot of money out of your budget right there. And then Especially when you're only making however much you make when you're that age, you know, when yeah, you're like 18 years old. Hour. Yeah, chump change. Chump change. And then, like, as soon as you're 18, you can get a credit card. <laughs> and that's, and, I think that's the decline. You start, me. you, I remember you taught me about the PayPal credit. You went pretty deep off the deep end, like with eBay and stuff like that, right? Like buying stuff. Well, yeah, with because PayPal I mean, credit? initially, I mean, it was a good thing I got on eBay just to sell stuff, but then you need a PayPal account to set that up. And they're like, hey, <laughs> you want a PayPal credit card? <laughs> you want three grand free money? Like, and when you're 18, you're like, that fuck is free yeah, money. yeah. That's free money. You only pay 20 bucks a month on the card? I mean, yeah, I'll who, take that, buy whatever I want. Who cares how many months it's going to take to pay off three grand at 20 bucks a month? I'm not a fucking mathematician. <laughs> that's a long fucking time. So, bottom line, one credit card turns into seven, eight, I mean, maybe even double digits, and you're thirty thousand dollars in debt. And I mean, yeah. it it happens. <laughs> you know what the sad part is for me? I was in debt with all my credit cards. I think I have four, and that was like I had the PayPal credit that you told me about. I started buying concert tickets, and I was like, oh, I bought a TV with my Best Buy card. And I was <laughs> I was feeling a little bougie at the time, you know what I mean? And then it just kind of trickled out of control. But then the sad part is, I had help from a friend who taught me proper money-saving techniques to pay off debt. And when I was serving, I had straight cash. And, and bartending, I had straight cash all the time. So I was tucking that shit away in envelopes, and I paid off like seven grand in credit card debt in like nine, ten months. It can be and, done. But then the problem was I quit the bartending job, not having another <laughs> job lined up. I went like two months without having a job, and I racked that shit back up again. So now I'm in the same hole. But how much fun is that to have like two months without a job? Oh, <laughs> uh, it was fu- I would fucking kill just for like if if your job said you only had to work like I don't know, like half the year, like you get every other week off, that'd be fucking incredible. You know how much fun I have when I have a whole day to myself? Go oh, to all awesome. the thrift stores. And I don't give a shit what anybody says. You can say I'm a loser. I love going to fucking lunch by myself. <laughs> Just going there and sitting and enjoying the food that you love. Nobody fucking bothers, whether it's it's sushi or Mission Barbecue or any of those. Just fucking sitting down by yourself and no one's bothering you. You don't have to check your phone. You don't have to do a goddamn thing, but enjoy that food sitting in front of you. I love that. I like that too, but... Would you go to, like, a real sit-down restaurant by yourself? Like, I get it where you say, like, the kind of, like, fast food kind of chains. But would you go to, like, a nice sit-down dinner by yourself? Like, it depends that's on the, I'm afraid to do. It depends on the restaurant. Yeah. Like, like I would – go to Olive Garden by myself. I don't really think that's an issue. But if you're talking, like, like a nice steakhouse or something. Yeah, like, where you have to, like, it depends on nice. It depends <laughs> on how I'm feeling for the day, how much of a fucking loser I want to look like. Mm. But, like, I don't really – like, fast food restaurants or, like, Mission Barbecue or a Chinese place. I don't give a shit about going by myself. Yeah, I don't either. Or like the mall Chinese food. I'll get that fucking four-piece you know, chicken sampler and sit there by myself for fucking hours and I'll give a oh, shit. That's the best. That place in the Capital City Mall is so funny because Spencer and I used to go there all the time for lunch during the week. Like once a week, sometimes twice. And then he moved and I went in there on like a day off that I had. 
And the lady, I started walking over. She goes, oh, where are you, friend? Where are you, friend? And I was like about to shed a tear. I'm like, he moved all the way to Buffalo. <laughs> it was funny. On the first podcast, we talked about Hoa. Now we're talking about the Capital City Mall Chinese place. Like We eat a lot of Chinese food. And that's not even talking Chinese about food. Evergreen that went out of business. May it rest in peace. The best Chinese buffet in the history of Chinese buffets. That one, that one hurt. That, that, one's that was a, a kick in the process. nuts. Yeah. That one was very upsetting to watch that go. I'm almost genuinely that upset about Gyro Express going out of business, too, in York. That That's, one's, yeah, you're like, oh, they're just going to rebuild. And I'm like, buddy, you don't you don't rebuild a dive. Gyro <laughs> restaurant. drive through restaurant. They're just making it like a mega Taco Bell and a T-Mobile. I didn't even know people fucking use T-Mobile anymore. I didn't know that was even like a phone company. No. That's, that's fucking garbage, honestly. I'm really upset about all of it. And, uh... We're just going to try to move forward, I guess. I, I mean, guess, yeah. I mean, I don't know, you know where else get... I'm going to get free, complimentary, delicious honey puffs, but... Oh, <laughs> good little, little, like, I don't even know how to describe them. They're, They're like, like little donut dinner rolls. Yeah, but, but they deep fry them, and if you get them fresh, they have, like, little pockets in them of, like, oil that didn't get dripped out all the way with, like, a honey flavor, and it, like, it bursts all over your tongue, and it burns like fuck, but it tastes so good. <laughs> And also food's a huge reason why I'm in debt, too, because I was like, ah, just fucking put it on the credit card. Let's go for a nice fucking dinner. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you look at my Amex, like there's like the two grand that's on there is McDonald's. I mean, if McDonald's had a credit card, they'd make millions of dollars. Like if you want to take that idea and run with it, McDonald's, go for it. You know where I'm at now, though? I'm like when I have credit card like availability, I'm like, no, I won't use it on like food or gas or like things I should be able to afford. (laughs) Necessities. Yeah. Like I feel like a credit card should be used for shit like. Oh, I want to buy a Nintendo Switch, or I want to buy an Xbox, or I want to move in with the wrong girl and buy all this fucking furniture and shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you learned your lesson. <laughs> oh, I learned my lesson very well. Um, but a lot of my debt contributed um, was to concerts. Because, you know, when two years ago, Spencer and I went to Luke Combs with Ashley McBride and Drew Parker in Johnstown. And that was the first concert I've ever been to. And from there, I was like, holy fuck. I love The feeling was great. I loved it. And then a year went by. The next summer, I went to um, Zach Brown Band. That's the only concert I went to that summer. And then we got tickets to see Luke Combs again in Hershey. And that got the ball rolling. And I went to, fu- I went to 12 concerts last summer in total. Yeah, like every weekend I wasn't hanging out with you. You're like, I'm at a concert this weekend. And I'm like, what? whether it was at Hershey, I went down to um, Power Plant in Baltimore. I came up here to Buffalo. I went to the Chameleon Club in Lancaster. I went to a Meriwether Post Pavilion in Maryland to see Chris Stapleton. Like I was all over the place. But I mean, it's part of the reason why I'm in debt. But concerts, man, I can't believe I was missing out for so long. They are fucking incredible. Yeah, that was, like, my first concert, too, because, like, I've never, like, I've gone to, like, comedy shows before, but never, like, a true concert. And with uh, seeing Luke Combs, I mean, that's just, like... That was life-changing. It was life-changing. And we saw him at that concert before Luke Combs was Luke Combs. I think his only song on the radio at that time was Hurricane. I think that was it. Yeah, but, like, I mean, that's an okay song, but, like, think of, like, all the music he has now. Like, like Beautiful Crazy, Beer Never Broke My Heart. All you guys that are just discovering him now, you have been missing out. Yeah, like, they feel like bandwagoners or whatever you call it, like, people that, because we are the original fans. We're the OG bootleggers, yeah, as we like to call them. And we're in the Facebook group. Fuck yeah, we're on the vinyl record. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, so I most recently saw um, I saw Brad Paisley over the summer. Like that was my last end of the summer concert, and then I saw Drew Parker at Club XL in Harrisburg, and then my mom and I just saw Lee Bryce in Hershey. But now upcoming, you and I got the country mega ticket for Darien Lake. So we're going to see Luke Bryan with Morgan Wallen and then uh, Chris Young with Scotty McCreary and then Rascal Flats on their farewell tour. Who was like when I was like a kid, I was, you know, one concert I wanted to go to Rascal Flats because I knew all of their fucking songs. Yeah, that's one we're not going to regret. Like there's probably not too many more opportunities to go see like legends like that. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Speaking of legends, the weekend after I go see Rascal Flats with you, my mom and I, my wonderful mother, bless Miss her Stephanie. soul, Miss Stephanie, God bless her. bought me probably one of the best birthday gifts I could have ever received. Her and I are going to Philly, to the Phillies baseball stadium, Citizens Bank Park, and we are going to see, okay, so the opener is Ingrid Andrus, then it's Midland, then the main show is Tim McGraw. And Luke Combs, what a duo! And they're I'm only doing so they're only doing two of these concerts together. One in Philly, I think the other one's in Dallas. So uh-huh. what the fuck are the chances that they're coming that close enough that my favorite artist of all time and my mom's favorite artist of all time are doing the same concert together? It's a no brainer. <laughs> my mom, bless her heart, she was at work. But she's, she's a verified bootlegger because she buys all the tickets for us. And she was in the queue on Ticketmaster. And she was in there like swimwear. And she got that shit. And as soon as I got that text, I almost passed the fuck out. That's so cool. Like, I was listening to, um, I, don't, I don't really listen to the podcast, but it was called the Bobby Podcast or something. And he had... Oh, uh, Bobby Bones. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, he had Luke Combs on, like, just a few days ago. And he was talking about that with, like... His ticket sales, like he really only wants true fans to buy tickets. Like he doesn't want the resellers, and like he said, like the scalpers are horrible. Yeah, I mean, like, he said they'll they'll stop. Like if they think somebody's trying to sell a ticket, they'll hold their tickets, and like you have to verify that you're a true fan. Like yeah. you got to show them the tattoo, <laughs> like on your tricep of Luke to to go to the concert. Sometime. Well, what's crazy was when we went to that first when we went to that second concert in Hershey. My mom bought our tickets online. And they were like 48 bucks a piece. And we were like, what, on the side, maybe three rows from the stage? Yeah. And then her friends were like, oh, we want tickets too. Can you go back in and see? And this was after the pre-sale was over. The tickets in the same row, four seats down from us, $180 a piece. Holy shit. They went up 140 almost $150. That's crazy. That's like, that's fucking scalpers, man. Like, it honestly, it makes you want to get into ticket scalping. Let's scalp tickets. <laughs> Maybe we can't do it for Luke Combs, but when Beyonce and Justin Bieber are coming into town, like that's one concert I would never fucking go see is Justin Bieber. But there, there's a lot of people out there who like him for whatever reason. But uh, who am I kidding? I like a couple of his songs. <laughs> well, all right, that leads me to ask Spencer, what is your favorite Justin Bieber song? I like his new one. The he just had a new album come out, and it was called, like, Best of Intentions or something like that. Do you, do you know that song or no? I don't no. know. I Is that the name of the song? I think so. Best of Intentions. Maybe. That's interesting, because I feel like Justin Bieber has never had good intentions with anything in life. I mean, he's growing up. I mean, it's got to be so hard to be, like, 12 and, like, a billionaire. Famous, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so, it's got to be so hard to have money, really. It's just, I, I feel bad for him. It breaks my heart that he is so well off in life. How does he survive? I don't know. The song was called Intentions. I guess the best of uh, intentions part was something I added because, you know, if it was a country song, that would be. Yeah, made. I feel like if they said, you know, Luke Combs' new single, Best of Intentions, I'd be like, well, shit. 
Sounds like a jam. <laughs> Let me pull out the flannel and start singing. <laughs> Let me strum my guitar before I got to sell it. <laughs> How many times have you bought a guitar? Like Probably three times now, and I haven't <laughs> learned to play. So if anybody listens to this and you know how to play guitar and you feel like, you know, lending a hand or you want to make a couple bucks, teach me how to play guitar so I can finish writing my own country song and put a beat <laughs> to it and I can, you know, blow people's balls off with my songwriting ability. Yeah, like I, I know you haven't like written out a song but i mean you were just kind of throwing around some ideas for titles like and you had some clever names for the country songs like that like sounded like they'd be a smash hit absolutely because you have to write about things that relate to your life so if you're either going to write about things you've been through or you're going to write about things you love so it's either about a situation in life where you face some kind of hardship and you overcame and you're a blue collar boy and whatever mm -hmm. or you're going to write a song how you love drinking beer and driving trucks and fucking girls and whatever else you know Doing dip, which I don't like, but apparently yeah. people do. I, <laughs> that's, I guess that's what a true country song is about. It's from the heart. I mean, Luke Combs, one of his new songs, he talks about how he likes Folgers coffee, cold keg beer, fixing up trucks, old bird dogs, and the woman he loves. I feel like that's, that's the American dream. That's everything you need. I mean, I don't think you can ask for much more than that. No, not at all. <laughs> wow. And you know what? We're we're almost at a half hour. I'm pretty impressed. We uh, we've been having a lot of trouble, technical difficulties lately, trying to get an episode together. And because you know we live six hours away from each other, so it was good to sit down and get a quality episode done. Because I mean, we have a whole shit ton of topics written down, but we realized like some of the stuff, like you say the joke, like ha ha, and then it's fucking over. It's not something you you just keep talking about. Yeah. So, I mean, and honestly, if anybody listens to this and you want to comment or message on our Facebook or anything like that, and you know something that you want us to talk about, feel free to share because it, I'm sure if it sparks enough interest, we will gladly talk about it and we'll shout you out. And who knows, maybe one day you'll get to be on an episode of the uncut, unedited, uncircumcised filthy podcast you never know you never know i mean we're not that clever so i mean send us ideas we're not we're not coming up with more. we're not fucking brain surgeons but like we can come up with like a couple things here and there like i sit at work all week and i have this little notebook sitting next to my desk and when i think of something i grab my fucking lead pencil and i write that shit down and it's just it's a possibility yeah i mean it makes you look good as an employee because they're like oh phil's taking notes he's, he's taking very job seriously he's very studious look at him taking notes about work and i'm like yeah yeah <laughs> That's what this is. That's exactly what this is. I mean, if you want to read them, you're not going to understand what the notes mean. But I'm just going to say they're like innuendos that make me think of things like, oh, when I when I have to buy, you know, nuts and bolts, I'm going to think about, you know, jerking off into a towel because you think about, you know, nutting and then you find out she's pregnant, then you're bolting. Nuts so, and bolts. Nuts and bolts. That's how, you, <laughs> that's how you associate that. Yep. So... Is there anything else you want to touch on before we wrap this up? I, you know, I got a lot of people messaging me. They're like, when are you posting the podcast? When are you posting the podcast? Don't worry, motherfuckers. I'm going to post it as soon as possible. Yeah, I mean, we got to give them something to look forward to. You can't just like yeah, I'm not gonna give fucking them the whole enchilada. Yeah, I'm not going to fucking spoon feed you a hilarious episode every week. There's going to be some episodes coming up here where we're just going to talk about dark, deep fucking topics. And you're going to have to sit here and listen to us talk about life. But you know yeah, what? Maybe you'll cry. Yeah. And maybe you will cry. I'll probably cry. I cry all the fucking time. So if you are a true fan of the podcast, you're going to get every side of it. We're going to talk about fucking life. We're going to talk about girls. We're going to talk about sports and drinking and thrifting and, you know, all the things that we bond over for the past 10 years. And I don't give a fuck if you like it or not. You don't have to listen. But, I mean, we appreciate it if you do. <laughs> we appreciate it. 
each and every one of you. Absolutely. And thanks to all of you, you can now listen to The Filthy Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever the fuck else you dirty motherfuckers get your podcasts. So thanks for listening. And you just guys, you know, like I said, send some ideas our way. We'll be happy to talk about any topics that you guys have. You know, if you want to, you know, if you feel it necessary, you want us to talk about our diets, go for it. You're not going to fucking like what you hear, but. I mean, that would be scary. Like, I don't even know. Like, I would need a, like a GoPro on my head just to see, like, what happens in a day for me. I, it's People scary. are going to listen and they're going to start a GoFundMe page to get you a dietary specialist. They're going to be like, this poor man needs our help. I mean, it usually, I mean, it's not a good sign when you start the day with a peanut butter tasty cake and a Bud Light. Like, we've, we've done that a few times. Actually, I have multiple Snapchats where we've gotten up and had beers at 7 o'clock in the morning. It's the best way to cure a hangover. Yeah, because you don't, I mean, you can't be hungover if you're still drinking. Right. I mean, that's the epitome of that's why this summer alcoholism. This summer, I want to get you into golf. Like, mm. if you start golfing more with me, that's the best fucking excuse to drink at 7 o'clock in the morning. Have some Arnie Palmos and... Yeah, Arnold Palmers, and then after you finish those, fucking... I mean, what, when else in life, besides vacation, can you go out in public and, you know, without little to no judgment, kill a six-pack of Corona in a couple hours at 7 o'clock in the morning? <laughs> you gotta have an alternative activity other than just drinking, I guess, huh? Like, if you're doing a sport, then... Yeah, if you're golfing, then they're like, no, he's just... drinking. He's just golfing. He's just golfing. And then yeah. it's it's not a big deal. So we're going to get you into golfing this summer for sure. I look forward to it. We could go to the thrift stores and piece together some equipment for me. I mean, I... Yeah, it's not fucking hard. Like, the clubs they sell at the thrift stores are like $1.99 a piece. You could put a whole set together. And you know what? We can play by those extreme golf rules that I showed you the other day where it's like <laughs> every shot out of bounds, you, you, you can't use a certain club after that. And uh, you have to shotgun a beer for every bogey that you get. And, I mean, we're going to be shit-faced by the third hole, but that'd be fucking fun. That would be fun. Anything else you want to add? I don't think so. I mean, if you're going to get me into athletics, I mean, hopefully this helps with this uh, lifestyle of mine. I mean, yeah, I'm no, forward to it. Yeah, I mean, if not, if you just want to be fat, we'll get that GoFundMe page started, and then you'll just take the money and do something else with it. And hey, whatever gets some money in my account, I mean, I'm hurting. <laughs> Well, we just want to thank everybody for listening again to another episode of the uncut, unedited, uncircumcised, filthy podcast. And I hope you enjoy this episode as much as you did the first one. And remember, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And we'll be back with another episode before you know it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me again. And uh, God bless you. Yeah, God bless you as well. Thanks, everybody, for listening.